0: The following art trap production is brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible by donations from listeners like you.
1: Live from the end of time, this is Doctor Who Pod Doctor Who Pod Okay,
0: well, let's do it now. I'm- <laughs> you know, whatever it is, if it's valuable, send it to us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: For the best in all things
2: Doctor Who, it's Doctor Who Podshock, the podcast all about Doctor Who, the longest
1: running science fiction television program with Louis Trapani. Hello. Ken Deep. Hello. James Norton. Hello. News. Fabulous. Reviews. Oh, no. And fan mail for James.
3: Uh, 40,000. Doctor
1: Who Podshock from the Gallifrey Embassy and Outpost Gallifrey. You know, that guy James was really cool. Oh, yeah. What who's I'm the
4: doctor. And who are you? Who are you?
1: are This is Doctor Who Pod Shock episode 157. My name is Ken no. Deep. Yes, you're right. Never mind.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, no, it's 257. It certainly feels like we're at 257.
3: <laughs> Lewis has just woken up, not had his coffee. There you the second are.
0: cup of coffee is just kicking in right now. So this is Kent Deep, and with me is Lewis Trapani. Hello, hi, and across <laughs> the pond is um, James Norton.
3: <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> and we're here with a sexy single, uh, sexy swinging edition of Doctor Who Podchuck, number one fifty-seven. Right, Ken?
1: Right. <laughs> I had it right the first time, you know.
0: No, you had it right. I, I jumped in, and then I realized you were right. I. This is what you get for rushing. I'm not Russian. I have some Italian uh
1: background, but all right, so... so today we have a very special episode planned. We have reporters on the ground at San Diego Comic Con July two thousand nine. It's taking place right the... now. Yes, yeah, taking place as we speak, as as Lewis, James and I are recording. They just finish up the Doctor Who panel and we are awaiting the Torchwood panel. We have people live blogging, tweeting, reporting, recording well, All kinds of things. To that end, some of the uh,
0: tweets that we got out of Comic-Con is that they, uh, Russell T. Davies was presented with a plaque from the Guinness Book of World Records uh, for the longest-running sci-fi show. I don't, I don't, I'm assuming that's an official plaque, but not being there, I'm not sure.
1: Was um, it for longest-running show, or was it for the most popular show? I, I don't know. Aha.
5: <laughs> because else? it was
1: I, I heard it was for the most popular show, and if that's the case, I'm wondering why the idiot who wrote that thing in the Boston newspaper calls it a failure in the United States. Well obviously the, the, the idiot that wrote that is a failure in in Boston. Fail <laughs> <laughs> fail. Wah, wah, wah. As a reporter, I can give you a, a great tip. Research your story. <laughs> Trust me, your story will be much better if you just check out the facts first. Mm. Okay. So, that being uh, said, also, a whole bunch um, of people are going, yeah, but you seem to miss the facts. That's because I just guess I'm a talk show host. Well, we don't claim to be reporters. That's true. We're not journalists. We're uh, commentators. Commentators, <laughs> right. That's how Rush Limbaugh gets away with stuff. So. <laughs> oh oh I would hate to be compared to him. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about San Diego Comic-Con. Big news and not so big news. Well, okay, so there was not so big news. The news is there wasn't any news on the Doctor Who film. no news. No news is good news. (laughs) Which means the film is probably on. (laughs) That's part of my interpretation of Russell speak is that no news means news. Well, we know there's a script in
0: production. Uh, they they went out of their way to mention it in one of the BBC press releases, whatever. So obviously there's something you know brewing in the works there. So they're in California.
1: Yes, not just for Comic Con. <laughs> they did not well, fly thousands of miles to show the trailer for the was, Christmas story. Well, obviously Russell T
0: Davies has moved to to California. It was a uh, now that David Tennant is released from um, you know his his um his ball and chain not to attend conventions while being you know in that role he's finally has a chance to appear at a convention so it was a good excuse for him to come out here as well yeah maybe he can get some recording done as well for whatever that's that program is called on pbsa uh, which i keep forgetting the name it used to be called masterpiece theater Uh, You know, it's
1: Dalek's Master Plan Theater. Something
0: like that. Well, speaking of roles, he was asked uh, about his future roles, and he said that apparently he's going to be playing The Hobbit, but he hasn't been called yet on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I didn't really put too much stock in that story to begin with because it didn't come from anybody who would actually be making that decision. It was based on just a lot of gossip.
0: Well, and so much of everything that appears in the press relating to Doctor Who today is so much uh, so much gossip. That's why I have to take everything with a, a, a grain of salt. There's uh, another, this is uh, more on, a, on the Torchwood side, there was a um, report, um, now I forgotten what website it was, but supposedly uh, someone um, at Comic-Con, a, B, a representative from BBC America, had uh, unofficially confirmed that the BBC has uh, commissioned a fourth series of Torchwood
5: but when again this is the all he- this
0: is all sort of hearsay you know and um yeah. you know someone is and I'm not, I'm not accusing anyone of lying or making things up but someone um that was at the um the convention had heard this and reported it and so forth so but you know
3: who knows mm-hmm.
0: we'll I find out say. soon enough
3: yeah but it's interesting nonetheless uh...
0: they also showed a preview of the end of time which is um I, I'm guessing is the the finale, the last episode of David Tennant's um, venture as the Doctor.
1: At, uh... Please ring the cloister bell, because there are some spoilers attached to this. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for ringing the spoiler clo- cloister <laughs> well, bell. That, <laughs> consider it inserted in post. It, yes, it's in post. That's, that's in the post. way it's done. The magic's done in post. And uh, Timothy Dalton was seen in the trailer, as well as John Sim with blonde hair, playing the master.
3: The master.
1: Good stuff. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure at some point this is going to leak online, or they'll just officially post it. I don't think it will be for at least 24, 48 hours. They, They want to give the folks who slept out all night to get into this panel some exclusivity. You can't just release it. Minutes after, what would your incentive be? Oh wait a minute! No, they're all there in person. Never mind. <laughs> Lots of fun. San Diego Comic Con looks wonderful. I'm, I've never made the trip, mostly because I I'm not big on the cattle pen experience. I know some people love yes. a big con because it brings out the big guns. You know, you get Russell T mm-hmm. Davies and David Tennant, and and you look at uh, Johnny Depp showing up yesterday and things like that. Those things are extraordinary. But at the same time, a lot of people spent. Their evening last night, sleeping on a sidewalk to get in, and
3: that's just uh, crazy. I it, mean,
1: it really, yeah. it really is. I mean, it, you really are a diehard fan, uh, but it's still pretty much for a panel. And and I've been, I've done those things before, so uh, I just after a while, my back can't stand that. So, well, <laughs> thumbs up for everybody we, who we did. We do
0: have a correspondent out there, Tara Wheeler, our um, correspondent for Doctor Podchok, and our friend Hardest. is out out there mm. and um, she actually has a report speaking of which of that kind of describes um I think this first report that she's has submitted here kind of describes what you were just saying Ken as far as um getting up early and waiting in line and um, okay this is her here right here
6: good morning boys here it is about 6 a.m. in line uh... The line is started up at about E. I'm at F. Uh, The line goes down past H. At this point I'd say there's at least a 1,000 people in this line, but it is the God line. Uh, It's the line for everything to get in. Uh, I will report more as it happens.
0: Okay, thank you, Tara. Now, so our first report, we have a couple other reports that she has um, submitted in, which we haven't actually heard yet, so we'll um, be playing that shortly. I have to but... say,
3: she's been doing a, a terrific job. I've been following her on, on Twitter, and it's been great to see her her lovely little post there. And she's yeah, been she taking has a blog a on our both both that site
0: it. that she's been reporting on at the convention. Yeah. So if you go to um, org or net and... Uh, you, I'm in the upper left-hand corner there's a blogs link there if you click on that and you'll get to her blog or uh, actually I mean it has is appearing on the front page as well so
3: it's all good and I have to say thank you ever so much to Tara I mean we've yet to hear her full reports of everything but it's really awesome that she's been able to to do this for us and um, the wonderful correspondent that she is
0: yeah we originally i don't know if it's if we're still going to be doing it being that really nothing has of um great importance have transpired yet at uh Comic-Con but we were going to um, and if she has a internet connection that will allow her we were going to uh have her on later on tonight and um report on on Comic-Con
3: fingers crossed
0: let's let's hear what else she has to say let's uh this one's another short report so
3: yeah let's jump right in
6: well i'm walking up and down the line i just went up to the very front of the line and uh it turns out there's a bunch of people up there waiting for supernatural so that makes uh, me feel a lot better about doctor who uh apparently david Tennant has promised to come on stage naked if all of us dress up as the doctor and uh uh, i just don't see that happening oh well see you later (laughs) no
0: he didn't dress up naked but yesterday, him and and John Barrowman did share a little intimate kiss there as they introduced um, the programming, the video programming of Doctor Who. I think I think mm-hmm. they played Planet of the Dead, and I believe they did Torchwood, uh, Children of Earth last night there. So John Barrowman and and um, David Tennant both were there on hand to introduce those um, those videos.
3: Yeah, it was really cool. Um, you can see some clips on YouTube. I think. Tara yeah, we have it on our site posted. as well. Yeah. <laughs> you, so uh, it's, it's the
0: actual the YouTube bounce. clip that's embedded on, on our site. So, uh, again, org or podshock.net for your latest meal of Doctor Who and Torchwood um, delights.
3: Yeah, it was really fun because it was great to see uh, that they've got a fantastic atmosphere out there and that the crowds are, are really um, loving Doctor Who. Um, and indeed Torchwood, that, that was brilliant to, to see because I, I, being a, a Brit and never going to SDCC either, it's always uh, incredible to me to see the, the passion that people have for it. And, you know, Ken's talking about waking up at the crack of dawn and sleeping on sidewalks or whatever just to get to, you know, see some screenings or get a glimpse of David Tennant or whatever. It's really, really cool.
0: Yeah, and David Tennant was wearing his Millennium Falcon shirt yesterday, and today I'm told he's wearing his Stormtrooper shirt. So, um, big, big Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said yes. I now all I need to 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 see is Harrison Ford wearing a TARDIS T-shirt, and then you know my life is complete. <laughs>
3: indeed, indeed.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's uh, likely to happen, but
3: <laughs> you never know. We can dream. We can dream. We
0: can dream. You know, he has the earring. You know, next up is um a tortoise t-shirt.
3: <laughs> One of these days.
0: <laughs> so uh, lots of stuff coming out of Comic Con. I mean, not um no um no big news as far as a movie of of any nature has um, been revealed as of yet. But as we were kind of discussing in pre-show, Ken and I were saying um you know or or um or were we discussing this early in the recording, who knows, that obviously there is a script that's in, um, in the works, so it's just a matter of time before anything is um, officially announced as far as that goes and the details would be um, forthcoming. But no news is good news as far as I'm concerned in that respect.
1: Mm. So you're pleased that there's no movie going forward or or at least no official announcement
0: yeah no i i well i've i said it before i i believe doctor who's best in it's an episodic form uh i think it works best on television i don't really see how a movie you know other than helping raise money for those that are involved i really don't see how it will help the program itself i mean other than um you know as far as um getting it's getting the word out getting it uh, making it more well known perhaps But um, as far as um, if anything, it will um, it could impact negatively on uh, Matt Smith if it's not him
1: playing the doctor. Mm -hmm. I wonder if anything changed along those lines. You know, they they put a feeler out and see what people were thinking. And, you know, of course, Doctor Who fans are going to be very enthusiastic about anything that has to do with Doctor Who. But they they may have heard some 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 commentary back or maybe it's just a false flag. This is just something to keep Doctor Who in the news. Yeah. It's been done before where rumors have gotten out just to put some <laughs> well, stories in the in Yeah, the well,
0: Obviously, uh, someone's been listening to our podcast because <laughs> it seemed like as soon as we had said, made that comment that, you know, it's um, about this film and um, them appearing at Comic-Con is uh, when all this sort of came out in the press.
3: mm. It's typical, isn't it?
0: (laughs) So the latest Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi was released um, just hours before this recording. And in it, both uh, James and Ken and myself comment about the 11th Doctor's uh, new threads and the TARDIS and um, other Doctor Who-related information that has been released um, prior to Comic-Con. So this is veering away from our Comic-Con coverage, though. Uh, any tidbits that come in while we're recording, we'll, we'll continue to report on that. But it's uh interesting, to say the least. Uh, I know we have commented on that, but if you haven't heard it, uh, check it out. But also, we want to, um, in this podcast, talk about it as well.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I love the new outfit for, for Matt Smith's doctor. I, I was giving a lot of thought to it, knowing that we were going to record today and, and, and trying to reevaluate. I know a lot of people are... Con, you know expressing some concern about his age and things and and it is a big risk casting someone so young and i'm hoping and one of the questions that i would have asked if i was at the panel today in in san diego to russell and to people like julie gardner who may have seen matt smith's audition tape although they're not directly involved right now in the production of, of series five they still you know russell was saw the the audition tape or or is in contact with Stephen Moffat about the transition between David Tennant's era and Matt Smith's era. I'm curious to know if they think he has, to use an expression, an old soul. You know, does he capture that? Is that is that what they saw on the audition tape? And the the costume makes the man, you know, he he's he's selling it looking older than he is love the suspenders by the way or the the braces yeah. oh, um, braces james yeah.
3: braces yes yes
1: i thought that was a nice touch he's wearing a bracelet as well what looks like well, a it's, gold it,
3: bracelet. it's a watch actually it's okay. um it's just that i think mm-hmm. he's flipped it around so that the dial faces you know is is facing the palm of his hand or is on the same yeah. side as the mm-hmm. palm of his hand if you look at a lot of the other photos, because I thought, oh, that's that's interesting that they've given him a, a gold bracelet, but it's actually a watch, yeah. a metal watch. And we'll watch. give you
1: another spoiler warning right now, that photographs came out showing him holding a new sonic screwdriver, one that is it, kind of a blend between the sonic screwdriver we've seen in the first few seasons and the River Song screwdriver.
3: Yeah. And again, another big spoiler there in terms of um, photos, if you know what I mean. Hush, hush, wink, wink.
0: <laughs> well, uh, we might as well sound the spoiler alarm and the, the cloister bells, and
1: if you if you don't Make want to hear rig- this,
0: this is a big spoiler right now. So it's it's
1: a character. Um, well, it's a big spoiler, but it's not because they allowed it to be spoiled. Yes. Deliberately. I mean, if they really wanted to keep it under wraps, they. Uh, they they would have done and something more to to hide this. It it also
0: comes to no surprise either. I mean, not that I knew ahead of time before the photo was released that that she was going to be in this particular episode, but it was plain that she was coming back at at some point or another. And the same thing goes with the doctor's daughter. We'll know, you know, we're going to be seeing her at some point as well. But, yes. Uh, yes. But at going, Gallifrey. <laughs> but going <laughs> back to um what James had just said about the sonic. Uh, screwdriver the, the the design that's uh, a little bit similar to River Song is because um, River Song is um apparently in this episode.
3: It would well, seem so.
1: It would seem so. The the photographs we we have no it, confirmation that it's River Song. Yeah, but it's the it's, actress um,
0: who I don't recall her name at the time at this time, but it's um the same actress.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, who can say um, whether it is indeed the same character? But I I would bet that it is because, well, um, when River Song first appeared in um, The Silence in the Library, um, that was, of course, written by Stephen Moffat, who's now (laughs) the new executive producer of Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. So um, it's entirely possible that, alex kingston who is the actress who plays river song it's she's the exact same character because um we know that she had met the doctor previously for her but later for the doctor big ball of wibbly wobbly timey-wimey um, but they left it quite ambiguous as to whether it was actually the tenth doctor that she knew or the 11th, or the 12th, or etc. as to uh, uh, whether it was, you know, David Tennant himself as the Doctor. Um, So it's going to be interesting how they explain that. But I guess they did leave it quite ambiguous. They left it fairly, you know, uh, difficult to tell whether it was indeed David Tennant or not. So I don't know how they're going to write that into the story. If it is Professor Riversong, but we'll just have to wait and see. It's oh, exciting. Alex,
1: Alex Kingston looks amazing in some of the shots where she's got the black dress on and the heels. Yeah, a nice above.
3: ball gown. Yeah.
1: And then there's some shots of her in camouflage, like the soldiers in some of the photographs, and she's handcuffed. So it's yes. very interesting. There are lots of lots of speculation. This is uh, this is interesting that we throw the ball down the road a bit, uh, looking way ahead to. Probably next spring, you know, figure April 2010 sometime before we Mm. start seeing the Matt Smith stuff. And here we are on the same day at at Comic-Con talking about uh, the end of the year special, the the Christmas specials with the regeneration. And we still have one in front of that, possibly on Halloween. So it's like we have one so close and yet all we're looking at is the ones that are furthest away.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So, but um, also those photographs that were released on um, through various um, press, paper, um, tabloids, and whatnot is uh, pictures of the redesigned exterior of the TARDIS. Yeah. So, which is a uh, as we again as as we sort of discussed already in Hitchhikers is a um,
3: is nice a retro look, retro looking doctor.
0: TARDIS. You know, looking more like uh, William Hartnell's TARDIS has the. St. John's cross emblem on one of the door panels. It's Mm -hmm. a higher roof design. It's very similar to um, the original TARDIS that we saw in the series, except for it's a brighter blue. Uh, You can see the wood grain, and blackened um, out
3: windows as well. Yeah,
0: the windows are not um, white. They're
3: all lit up. Yeah, they're not
0: lit up, so they. It's I kind of like that a little bit better. So um, yeah, I'm kind of I, I like the new. The only thing I don't like about the new TARDIS is that it looks too new. It looks like it just came off the factory line, and it has it probably has that
1: new TARDIS smell to it. If you <laughs> actually, it doesn't look wood either. It looks like we heard that they might make the new TARDIS out of fiberglass. Now, Phil Collinson at Gallifrey said no. The TARDIS that we were using was wood, if I, if I remember correctly, right? He, he mentioned that he it he did was wood. yes. But we had heard that they were using a fiberglass TARDIS. Perhaps this is it. And perhaps because it looks better in high definition. You yes. Know, if you had the rickety old TARDIS in high definition, you might actually see some of the you know, the warts and all, so to speak. Yes. This because way around, the TARDIS is perfect.
3: We've we've heard from producers in the past that, and indeed um, actors who've worked on worked on the the latest series, that it although it looks very solid, actually it's not because it's very difficult to to transport a very sort of solid TARDIS they kind of just have to throw it up and it's very temporary and and not very sturdy Um, but close-ups of the pictures you can actually see the wood grain so whether it's a fiberglass TARDIS that's made to look like wood at least when you're close up um, who can say but it's it's really interesting that they've gone with a nice redesign of the the exterior and it's got everybody talking about what are they going to do with the interior if they're going yeah. to, you know, make it more of a, uh, a, a harken back to the classic series with the white roundels and the white console and lots of, you know, switches and dials, um, very much like it is. It's more of a machine than a living thing, which is what they seem to have gone since the 2005 series. That it's it's a living, organic, breathing machine. Um Whereas before, we've although the doctor referred to it as his old girl or whatever, it was never. Nobody ever really thought of it as being alive or being an organic thing that you could grow. Whereas since the 2005 series, this is indeed what we've been seeing or hearing. Yeah, so, not, not
0: the organic element of it, but if you go back to like I think the Edge of Destruction, there was a, a sense of that the TARDIS was a being in itself, or, or, or it was something. Sure, but it was sure as you but said it. I, it was never an organic grown thing right? yeah
3: but i just thought that, that was um that it was so advanced that it was sort of intelligent
0: yeah same here in,
3: in a way you, you could have or, a very intelligent machine without it being alive but
0: or it, you know, or if you if if you know uh mathematics and or Mandelbrots or whatever um, where it through mathematics you can um form some um what looks to be organic elements you know spirals and whatever that you usually see in nature so i i kind of went in that kind of direction that it was more doing more have more to do with um block transfer computations and 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 and, and building an organic like thing through mathematical code
5: mm hmm
0: so, but um, but if you go back to like some of the uh, photographs, not I'm not talking about the video, but some of the photographs that were taken during William Hartnell's era as the Doctor, and you look at the TARDIS, that can, and when I say photographs because you can be, you can see the detail of the TARDIS itself, and you can see that it was um, it, they weathered it. It didn't look like it was a brand new TARDIS. Uh, even though it was during William Hartner's period, obviously it was um freshly built during for the series, but it didn't look like it was new. It looked like it had been no. around for a while. So I mean that's my only real complaint with the you know with, with the new TARDIS is that and who knows, we don't know what the story is gonna be. So maybe there's some sort of explanation why it's it's looking the way it is. Who you know hmm. or
3: but it's exciting and, and, oh, and yeah. really thrilling they're doing that um Stephen Moffat is being daring and, um, you know, doing things a bit differently, uh, which is all part and parcel of Doctor Who. You know, when it comes back, you want it to be different. You want it to be new and interesting. And that's part of the success of the show is that it can, you know, keep reinventing itself. So I'm, I'm so pleased that they've decided to maybe... Go against the grain in a little bit and, you know, do something a little bit different. And uh, it's great as well that um, Russell T Davies has been so um, accepting of that, at least in all the interviews and things that I've read and and heard about. He's been doing, uh, you know, going out of his way almost to promote um, Stephen Moffat and the new show, as well as, you know, promoting the specials, David Tennant's specials, you know, um, going so far as to say you know when when all the things about um when the companion was revealed amy pond was revealed you know he was saying it's great that they're bringing in so many new characters and he said you know that um all the old ones like wilf and donna they'll still be available but although steven probably won't use them you know um, and he left it quite sort of up in the air as to whether they would appear because he said but who knows you know maybe steven's on the phone to them right now asking them to to appear, I don't know. It's, I've got nothing to do with it. So, it's really great that they've that they've given him the space to to to. To produce it exactly the way he wants to yeah. do it. I,
0: I mean, I think, uh, and, and again, nothing against these characters, but I think it's time to um, to put them to rest for a bit, you know. And uh, you know, just like yes. the Doctor eventually had to say goodbye <clears throat> to the Brigadier and and Benton and Yates and the rest of the unit pals there. And not to say that we'll never see them again, but you know, it's it's time to move on. I think these yeah. um, accessory companions, if you will, you know, played their part when needed, and um, but you know, it's we, we need to move on.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, it's really, really the, the cool. The same thing
1: the, the, that kind of stuff goes for the, the, the craziness over. The, the, uh, oh, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We we refer you back to uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to British
1: Sci-Fi. You yeah. the same characters can't stay in the show forever. They, no, they, they move on. That's what Doctor Who is about and some people come and go some people come back some people come back more than once some people come back too much Uh, that's just the way it goes and that's what that's what keeps the the show fresh
3: yes and keeps it alive as well because it'd be terrible if if nothing about the show ever changed
0: Hmm. exactly well um we're still recording this in the middle, uh, even though the, I think the panel has now ended the Doctor Who panel, but we're still in the middle of Comic-Con, the San Diego Comic-Con, and let's, um, let's uh, hear another report from Tara, our correspondent out there in San Diego, reporting in from Comic-Con.
6: Hi y'all, I'm in line here with Gail. Gail, can you tell me what time did you get up to get in this line? Uh, about midnight. Oh my God. Okay. So the line officially started about eight, eight last night. Yeah. Okay. Cause my husband came by here about midnight and he said there were about 14 people in line. Yes. But they had friends, but they had friends. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. You uh, and well, I, you love, wanted, I love pod shock. You guys are great. Well, thank you very much for being a fan and call in anytime and leave us a message. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You.
1: Fantastic.
3: That is really cool.
1: It's like like working the nightly news. We now go live on the scene where
3: <laughs> Doctor Who fans are taking over.
1: Yeah, well I. appreciate... Oh, David Tennant said he's taking over the world.
3: <laughs> you heard One it here TV first. at a
1: time. Yeah,
0: well I appreciate Tara being out there and, and dealing with the crowds and the mayhem out there. I it's uh, mm. I she's uh, more than I can handle. That's better person sure. than I.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, she's got a, a a mighty constitution for for uh doing that and her husband who tags along with her as well mm.
0: I- i'm just i just got a tweet um from tara back in the ballroom 20 waiting for 2 p.m torchwood uh being human panel uploading doctor who panel to lewis's email so uh, i guess um she has uh further reports coming in as well as we speak
3: yeah fingers crossed as we a recording. Uh, we'll we'll hear more from her on the ground.
0: This is sort of a, a live show, even though we're not, <laughs> even though we're not semi live, on...
3: live, almost live. Yeah.
0: All right. She um she has sent us a um this is it's a zip file though. See if we can um.
3: While you're unzipping that, I was going to. Ooh, there, excuse was... me. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, while you're doing your business with the file. <laughs> Um, i some i was trying to find somewhere online they with the pictures that had been released of of the filming the the 11th doctor um they revealed the name of this particular story that alex kingston appears in i'm just trying to find it but for the life of me i can't spot it
1: how about uh doctor who locations.net no, I think you saw. Uh, oh, oh,
3: oh, I was talking about the actual name of the the story. Yeah, the, maybe story the where, where you where... saw
1: where the website that you might have seen it. Yeah, perhaps
3: because uh, the problem is, is that there have been so many photos from so many. It's just been it's been great to see actually because there's just been so many websites with so many cool and interesting photos, and clearly um, it's been something that the press has been really thrilled about, you know, and they've I think they've really. Um, conned on to the fact that Doctor Who is immensely popular and people love to, to hear about it, you know, it's all, but at the same time it would be quite difficult to avoid the spoilers sadly um, because it's, there's just so much news about it.
1: James, was it under a photo or was it in an article? Do you remember?
3: I think it was under a photo. Um, I'm just looking now. I think it might there have were been any... in a paper, The Sun or something along the same lines.
1: I was trying to remember if there was a uh, photo of the clapboard anywhere during the filming and I, I don't remember there being.
3: Yeah, I'm just scanning now. Ooh, hello.
0: Yeah, that was that was me, that was just loading Tara's clip in here. This is um this is kind of too long to play right now. I don't know if we can maybe skim it and find out see if there's anything worth um pulling out right now for today's recording. Otherwise, we're going to have to edit this and put it into a future pod chalk, but let's see let's see if there's um if we can maybe skim along and find it anything
6: okay boys and girls here we are it's 10 o'clock the uh, auditorium is at about 75 maybe 80 percent capacity
0: Russell T Davis.
1: Did he say Russell Davis?
0: Just got commissioned um, a budget for a film right there.
2: Wish to see it again. And, and difficult to really get objective about it, it's hard to re-feel really how important it is to people which is why it's great to come here and show you that trailer that we're so excited about and hear that great response because it's, it's, it's we love making this show so much. that on the Before the start yeah, huge fan. And and watching the show um in Wales, which is a quiet little corner of you know, the Kingdom, um, little did I imagine that, that we'd be turning Swansea and Carl into the rest of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> My, I didn't really watch as a child. I, I kind of dipped in and out, but when I when I was fortunate enough to take over on the, on the show, Russell gave me a hope. Remember, it was of Russell's favourite, favourite titles. Um, and City of Death for me, the Tom Baker's yeah. uh, I just loved it. And from that, from that moment of watching that episode um, or that story, I thought, God, there's so much we can do with this title. It's so much fun, it's got so much emotion, it's so mad. I loved it. <laughs>
0: All right, we can just uh stop it there for the time being that's um part of the we just and we got to excuse the audio quality of that we um obviously this is coming in just as we're recording this so you're hearing this um just as we're hearing it um for the first time some of the voices that you were hearing uh, since I skimmed over some of the introductions there was um, obviously Russell T Davies, David Tennant and Julie Gardner um Russell T Davies and Julie Gardner obviously the um um producers of the of the series and um, and David Tennant needs no introduction. Interesting. Yeah, definitely.
3: Very.
1: Uh, a lot a, a lot to to take in. A little bit a little bit muddy there. So he was, just part of it was struggling to hear what everybody had to say. But uh, the reception amazing. Um, Russell T Davies coming out. I'm I'm going to be curious to hear he he did an appearance. he had an appearance yesterday at the con he had an appearance this mm. morning and then we'll have the torchwood one later this afternoon or, or actually maybe even as as we speak no it's probably still another hour or two away and for a whole bunch of people who really had a bit of a backlash over Children of Earth they seem to be applauding rather gener- generously for for Russell so yes. Russell Russell bashers are uh, uh, nowhere to be found
0: yeah, let's hope that uh, trend you know continues in the in the Torchwood panel that's coming up. I I would imagine, as I had indicated, I think in our last show that hopefully um in person there, uh, um, those bitter fans will show a little more decorum.
1: Well, no reason not to. These are the people who created what what you like, and if you're not willing to respect the artist's vision for what they see is their story and their show, then uh, Russell. Said, go watch Supernatural. Yeah, I mean, this is if
0: if you if you fell in love with the series and now you're condemning the people that created the series just because it's not exactly the story went in a different way than you expected or had hoped for. It's not the end of the story; the story still continues, so you don't know what's coming up next. And you just, um, just also, if you cl- have the confidence, you know, just give the person confidence and credit the,
1: whoever created the show to go forward with it. Clearly not people who follow Russell T Davies, who people should know that no Russell T Davies character ever dies. They're never gone. They come back. It's science fiction. I mean, the
0: last time, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know if we, I don't want to get into big spoiler territory, but the last time I, I, I got upset with a science fiction character dying was in 1982 and, Spock passed away in Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan. And after growing <laughs> up with the character for um, all, my whole life, it was devastating. But you know what? The next movie was The Search for Spock. <laughs> yeah, they didn't waste any time bringing him
1: back, did they? Yeah. No. So, no. Um,
0: it's it's science fiction. Anything can happen. Look at
1: Captain Jack, you know. Anything anything and they brought Rose back very quickly.
3: Mm. Maybe uh, a little bit too quickly, some yeah. thought. But that's... Uh... Something completely open to debate.
0: (laughs) So it's pretty exciting, you know. It's um, we get it's like James said, we're semi-live with um, this coverage of um, and James, I've I've been
1: nosing around the internet looking for some of those things from Monday. About finding one of the episode titles, so if you do spot it i haven 't seen it if you spot yes, it yes i'm sure a, I did read uh, it
3: somewhere it. and i I just can 't remember because it, it was definitely the the episode title with River song in it um whether they 'll change it or not i don 't know um, but i i did I did read it, and interestingly, another rumor that i that has um come to the surface, although it 's not really been all that well publicized um as far as i'm aware bleedingcool.com um recently reported um that uh the uh title credits will include matt smith's face um kind of like you know when patrick Troughton replaced william hartnell ever since then they had the doctor's face incorporated mm-hmm. into the the credits in uh, some way yeah, until, up until the
0: 1986
3: exactly film of the R movie and the rumor is is that um, Stephen Moffat is going to bring this particular aspect of the credits back, um, which is quite interesting and cool, I think. And I hadn't uh, heard about it until I, I – interestingly, I, while I was trying to find the – the name of the um, the episode I, I I stumbled across that and I, I I wasn't previously aware of it. I don't know if you guys had heard it. Oh but yeah, I think yeah, it's it's,
0: of... it's been. A, we had a poll on our website about it as well. And, uh, uh, um, I think I'm we'll behind also...
3: the times, you see. <laughs> well, you were away.
0: You've been busy. You you you're you know <laughs> you you were in Liverpool before that. You were um, where were you in in France? Ger- no, Germany or
3: I all I track of you I, can't, I don't even know where I am half the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, there was some... Um... There was also, if you remember, what was this, about six months back? Maybe it was around the time of Planet of the Dead or a little bit before that. We had heard that Murray Gold was stepping aside as well. So yes. that leads me to believe that in addition to a new title sequence, we may see a new logo or a new theme song. Mm-hmm. Uh, not new a new, new theme song, theme. but a new version of, of, yeah. of the Doctor Who right. theme. These are all possibilities. Clearly, we're heading into a new era with a new producer and new mm-hmm. uh, new ideas, new Doctor New Tardis, high definition, uh, new script editor, possibly a, new music. The they're, they're, they're gonna, he, you know, uh, Stephen Moffat's gonna want to put his own stamp on the show.
3: Yes, and it's well, it's Well, keeping a terrific, the
1: doctrinest the same, putting his own stamp. So don't be surprised. We're gonna see a lot of changes. Yes. Some we're gonna love right off the bat. Some we might not. And after a yeah. year, it'll all it'll all be the same anyway. And no one will, you know,
0: it'll well, just be. G- going back to the um, the going back to the opening credits with the Doctor's face appearing, we had a, ran a poll on our site galifranomacy dot and um, right now it's sixty six percent are welcoming its return, and thirty four percent are uh, saying um, they rather not they rather not see it. So
3: no, I can't face it. Brilliant pun, that love <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. So um, I and I'm in the camp of welcoming its return. I think it's a tradition and a staple of Doctor Who. I uh, mm. you know I missed it when it wasn't there when the series came back in 2005 or the 1996 um, movie. Yeah. But um, it's I, interesting I that like two thirds of
3: people welcome it um, because I quite liked it. But what I didn't really like was when um, Sylvester McCoy came on the scene and then they they put this sort of cheesy wink cheesy wink in there and i didn't really like that yeah. but i so i hope they don't do that if they want to you know do it that's fine but uh i, I just as long as it's no cheesy wink or something then uh, then then i'm in favor of it so no maybe, cheese maybe... you
0: know that's a slogan of gallifrey intimacy going way back to our beginning uh gallifrey intimacy, we sell no cheese that's a sort <laughs> of an inside joke there but um <laughs> Maybe Ken might be the only one in our audience right now yes, yeah, that can it. appreciate it,
1: <laughs> and, but still wincing, still wincing. Yeah. <laughs>
7: <laughs> this is Peter Davison, and
4: you're listening to the Doctor Who PodShock.
0: You have heard us mention it before, if you love Doctor Who Podshock and you also love British science fiction, be sure to subscribe to our other podcast we do, The Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi. That's right, Ken, James, and myself team up as we do here in Doctor Who Podshock, but this time we paint with a much broader palette covering all British science fiction. Everything from Blake Seven to Torchwood to The Prisoner, UFO, Space 1999, The Thunderbirds, Tripods, Day of the Triffids, Sarah Jane Adventures, Red Dwarf, War of the Worlds, Tomorrow People, even Doctor Who—you name it. If it's British and it's science fiction, we try to cover it. Find it on iTunes or go to Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi.com or ArtTrap.com for show listings and our RSS feeds. The Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi.
7: Hi, my name is Pod, and I'm here to tell you about a new Cultum Collective podcast, talking about Cotham past, present, and future. It's on Talk ID 54821. And we have a blog for that called the Coltham Chronicles at com But here's the big news <laughs> Big news from a little guy like me is it's now on iTunes Yes, you can subscribe to the Coltham Collected Podcast using this tiny URL It's tinyurl.com forward slash nvg all small case and episode one the first live show goes out on talk show on Sunday the 2nd of August 2009 at 330 Eastern Daylight Time. That's TalkShoe ID 54821. <laughs> I'm going to be leaving my forest to come to that. Bye.
0: All right. Well, we have this um, incredible Stuff that Tara's been sending us, so maybe what we'll do is um go through that and in future episodes um delve more into it, but um, I know breaking away from this convention, I know there's another convention coming up in Florida, and we have um Jared Cooper in the wings waiting to uh come in on our show to talk a little bit about it. Maybe we should give him a call, yeah, why not? ringing calling. Hello? Hey, Jared. Hey, how are you, Louis? Very good. We got you. Uh, Ken and James are here with us, and we're Hello. recording right now. So we wanted to bring you on board with um, what you have to. I know you're getting prepared for Hurricane Who, and you have an event coming up very soon. We so, do? So please tell us about it.
8: Um, this August, we actually have two things that are going on tied into Mega mini-MegaCon, as it's aptly named, here in Orlando. We brought Gareth David Lloyd to MegaCon earlier in the year, which is the big trade show-style convention that they do for popular media, and sort of like a one- One convention center version of San Diego And he went down very well So Megacon asked us That they were doing a smaller show in the fall If we would be interested in bringing in another guest And we are bringing Sylvester McCoy Which is actually I found out his first convention Appearance in Florida We believe ever
0: Fantastic he, he's topic. never been to one of those uh who cruises um sea, sea not seafood <laughs> science fiction um sea cruises. Yeah, they choose not. Dan is choosing not to count them because oh, they're okay.
5: not
8: a convention. They're not a convention per se.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: You know, and if just well, a little, and I mean, it
0: takes place on sea, so it's not really in Florida technically.
8: Yeah, yeah. So it's his first appearance, and we are bringing him also in a night early to do one of our pub parties at Cricketer's Arms. And we're calling it an evening with a doctor, and he'll be doing Q&A and autographing and episode viewings and all sorts of fun stuff there. Very cool. Yes. And I actually, because I'm I'm fond of giving you guys things, I have once again set aside five tickets for Podshock listeners who've never been to any of our events who want to come.
0: Oh, fantastic. Great. Kind of you.
8: Yes. If there is anybody who's never been to any of our events before and wanting to come down and see Sylvester, just go to Hurricane Who's website and put in the discount code PodShock and the first five t- there's five tickets set aside that'll be completely free for those people.
3: Cheers, mate.
0: Yeah. yeah that's it's fantastic.
8: Yeah, and like we said, there it's it's very interesting being now that we're well into a year of Florida fan Florida Who fandom that There are people starting to come out of nooks and crannies that we never really knew before. I can remember when Fraser Hines was here. The waitress at the restaurant was the daughter of someone that he dated while he was filming The Two Doctors.
5: Wow. <laughs>
8: which was like, I know you, you dated my mom. It's just bizarre things that come out of the woodwork like that. But um yeah, and things are going full fledged for the convention. We are less than a hundred days out now, which is sorta of scary because that's the time limit that they judge presidents on. So we're trying to put on a good face <laughs> before that.
0: Well let's hope hopefully you're not facing the same pressure as Barack Obama, but um we should remind everyone it's the um um, Hallow- Halloween weekend. It's the end of October, beginning of November. Hurricane who Hu in Orlando, Florida?
8: Yes, and we're. It's Halloween weekend, and I'm going to bring up something that Ken actually mentioned during the last pod shock about something that may or ah. may not
5: mm-hmm. that's
8: been brought to my attention. And we, if something does or does not view, we I couldn't confirm. We may or may not view it after moths on saturday night
0: sure that's something to wet everyone's appetite
5: (laughs)
8: yeah
0: but no i mean it's
8: it's very we've got a lot of cool things in plan we're doing our midnight masquerade on halloween which is going to be cool for which is going to be cool for that and steve roberts from the restoration society told me today he wants a pool party so we're going to have to see how i can swing it but but no things are going it's
0: it's a good thing it's in florida with a pool party you yeah, can't really do that in New York at the end of October beginning of November.
8: No, or in really in Chicago. Chicago or... <laughs> but um but yeah, and we just added the convention launch party on Thursday night because I don't know anybody who's listening who's ever been to any of our events. Our pub cricketers has just been absolutely phenomenal to us this past year. And we needed, we wanted to do something to acknowledge that because, you know, the, as much as I love them, I can't hold the convention there. It is just too small. But I, I was thinking about it even more. And a lot of these days you go to conventions and they have celebrity brunches or, you know, tea hours, et cetera, et cetera. Where you know all the a lot of the guests will go and you pay an extra forty forty fifty sixty dollars or whatever, and you mix and mingle with them. So we are doing that on Thursday night at Cricketers. Um, so if people are in early, they can go. Gareth David Lloyd will be there. Rob Sherman, Tammy Garrison, Toby Hato. Gareth is bringing the music of his band, Luke Gillespie. Oh. They have a new CD coming out, and it'll be available for purchase at the party as well. And there's more guests coming to that. I just can't announce them yet, sadly. Mm-hmm. So, But, um, no, things are going very, very well for that. And once again, because I like giving things away, if any five people want to go to the convention launch party, same, you know, same discount code applies for PodShock.
1: That's phenomenal. So, you also had some other good news that I heard this week about room rates. Which I thought yes. was extraordinary
8: yes it's it's room rates, but it's actually good news that sort of come out of a problem um, basically, what happened is I signed the convention contract for Hurricane Who two years ago, and two years ago the projected rack rate for the Ramada was like one hundred and nineteen or one oh nine. Something along those lines. So our our rack rate of – our room rate of $89 was really, really good. It was a nice discount. Well, since then, the economy has done some not-so-good things, and there have been some fluctuations that have been made, and the Ramada has had to drop their rates. And they released a $55 rate on their website, which sort of usurps my discount. And I've sort of – I've called them on it, and they are very willing to honor – if anybody books the standard room $55 rate, I will get group credit for it. So if you go to the Ramada's website and you see there's a $55 rate sitting there, don't worry about it. Don't even put in the group code because if you put the group code in, it's going to go up $35. Just book it in at the $55 a night and either at the convention or before, sometime before the convention, contact us with your reservation information, and we'll all get credit for it. And that's a good, nice little deal for our, our attendees. Correct. Um, and uh, we are actually talking about Hurricane Who year two, which is actually a little scary for me.
1: <laughs> well, You've let's... already got the sequel planned before <laughs> the original one comes out.
8: I, I know, and it's it's something that me and Janet were talking about the other day, but it's it's coming. And it's it's just been such a whirlwind that if you think back to where we were a year ago. Mm. You know, We were we were trying to come up with things. We've got a convention that's more than a year away. What do we do? How do we do things? And in the past year, we've had Terrence and Gareth and Fraser and John Leeson and Laura Doddington and viewing parties and everything. It's almost to the point where we've set the bar so high that we're trying to figure out how we can match or top it next year. But um, one thing I can tell you guys, if there's anybody concerned or listening, the hurricane parties are going to continue next year.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Well, I think Hurricane Who is more than just one event now. It's it's not just a annual convention. If I could be so bold to call it annual now, well, it's uh it's a series. It's it's a, a basically a um a, a trade name or a um a, a brand name that you can attach to uh, these various other events that are throughout the year that that um people can look forward to.
8: Yeah, and it's ever like I said, we are. Our Torchwood viewing party was a wonderful success. The Bon Voyage party for the Sci-Fi Sea Cruise this past year was – Dan Harris even said it at the event. It was the largest Bon Voyage party that they've ever had. I mean it was so successful. I can go ahead and announce that we are doing another Bon Voyage Hurricane Who party next year for the Sci-Fi Sea Cruise, which is going to be difficult because it's in Seattle, Washington. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, but we've—I've just about got a venue locked in. Again, it's going to be—I I can't say the name of it yet—but there's a wonderful British pub slash coffee house. But I—I've I, seen them online, and I've seen the way things have happened. They've got a full bar. The owner is British and knows who Sylvester McCoy is, <laughs> so you can't go wrong.
5: <laughs>
1: well, your your um, format of doing some parties leading up to your first convention and then more parties after the convention hopefully leading up to the second one Mm -hmm. really is the model for fan run conventions now i I noticed that Mm -hmm. that that's something that other conventions are going to try it's a great way of building up some awareness and some hype and some trust being Mm -hmm. that in this economy and some of the things have gone on with conventions in the past that it's it's very difficult for people to Take a chance on a new convention, flying or driving or booking a hotel room and you you've established established some credibility by doing these events and having them be successful and having people say, "Oh, I went to one of their events. it's been pretty cool so kudos yeah. on developing this model
8: well, and you know it's it, i I can't take all the credit for it, but you hit the nail right on the head i lit I was coming as a new convention in a USA, post fedcon u s a post Jump con post Out. all these horrible things that had happened right in rapid succession. And I had to establish us as, okay, if they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And it was exactly that, but since then it's come on an entire – it's taken a life of its own
5: mm-hmm.
8: um, to the point that we based our pub nights off of who you, Doctor Who New York's pub nights. We sort of t- stole their idea of a pub night and expanded on it, and now – um, Barnaby is getting ready to set up Barnaby Edwards from Doctor Who New York is getting ready to set up Who York Evenings which is going to be very similar and we're actually working on one that'll take place sometime right around Hurricane Who that we'll work on together to, to get New York fandom since you guys have New York TARDIS coming up to you know really get that revved up for you guys.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. We're very excited to have a Doctor Who convention here in New York. First, being that New York and New Jersey, our area, was a hotbed of, of Doctor Who fandom back in the 80s, as much as Chicago and many of the other places around the country, there, there were some strong pockets of, of Doctor Who fandom. It was it was widespread over the entire country, but there were a few spots that really seemed to have a nice concentration of strong fan groups and activities, and New York has always been one of those, and that to see Orlando and Chicago and Los Angeles have such wonderful conventions. New York kind of felt a little bit left out, so it's nice to see that some people here in New York are going to be stepping up. It's it's great. We're Lewis and I are, are really excited about it. In the in the upper north um, area here in the U.S., we had um,
0: some really good shows back in the past, and in Pennsylvania and uh, New Jersey, uh, Trenton, um, uh, what's uh, King of Prussia? So it's uh, yeah. Pennsylvania. So um, these were big shows back in the day.
8: Yeah, yeah, and I think that New York Comic Con this past year with Euros and Eve, Euros Lynn and Eve Miles really showed that there was still a large concentration that was very active there. I think the word I wasn't actually there but the word I heard was mobbed to yeah, describe how well, <clears throat> to describe their reception. So hopefully things for next year I know that the same gr- group behind Chicago TARDIS is behind New York TARDIS. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it'll be very it'll be very, very good. And we look forward to it. Um, But, yeah, um, let me see. What is Hurricane Who year two going to bring? There is – there will be a viewing party, a welcome Matt Smith party, a goodbye David Tennant party, all the things that every fan group around the country is going to be doing about that time, and a couple more guests. Um, And like I said, we're going to be continuing to bring Doctor Who guests to the other conventions in the area. Because, like I said, we were very well received at Megacon. It was actually very interesting sitting between Margot Kidder and some wrestler female diva person <laughs> with with Gareth and having the line extend and them asking us if we need help with crowd control. So it was very interesting for that. So, But, yes, that's all the, that's all the news I can think of off the top of my head out of Florida unless you know something that I don't, which sometimes is the case.
1: Well, actually, I had a question heading into your convention over the Halloween weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. we, is it look? Does it look like the the guest lineup is pretty set? Uh, any chance that there'll be any other guests added, or uh, anything that you've got under your hat that you're not telling anybody?
8: Ooh, good question. Um, you've been talking to somebody in the. If you've been talking to somebody in the past ten minutes, I actually still today have people emailing me saying, can I come, can I come, can I come? And I'd love to have them all, but we're a first-year convention, so we're poor. <laughs> so we're so we're trying to work it out. There might be one or two okay. addictions, but it's nothing that I'm, like, keeping on right now that is so top secret that it's going to be a big reveal later. I, there's n- nothing like that exists that I'm aware of right now. Okay. So, like... But there. But there's a possibility
1: team. that somebody else may be added down the road, closer to the convention.
8: Yeah, there, there's possible. There, there's possibility, just like okay. just like at Galley, where you know Tenth Planet sponsors guests, and these people sponsor guests and bring them in. There's always. I'm completely open to that, and there's always a chance that some fan organization from somewhere is going to sponsor a guest. I've not heard of it. Okay. Cool. But I, I'm cool for it. So if, like I said, as far as I'm aware. The, Guess what? Line, list lineup is set. Um, obviously, if if somebody backs out, I have a backup list of people that I could bring in instead. Okay. So, but yeah, there's really nothing. Um, there is a homeless hurricane party right now. I'll, that's the only teaser I can give. We have a Sarah Jane Adventures event that we've been trying to book with someone. For months and months and months, and we just can't find the right time to schedule it.
0: I thought it was an no. event for homeless people.
8: No. <laughs> no, it's um, for the Sarah Jean Adventures. It's, it, every time it tries to get scheduled, something else comes along and bumps it out of the way. Oh. It, like it was going it was going to be in July, and then Torchwood came and knocked it out of the way, and then it was going to be in August, and then Sylvester came and knocked it out of the way. So there is, I, I will say, we are going to be having a holiday party in December, that should be guested.
0: Well, there's so, some exciting uh, Sarah Jane Avengers um, episodes coming up with David Tennant appearing in them, so maybe it might yes, work out time-wise. The,
8: the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith, as was announced in the panel this morning.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> did, did I spoil something? Did we not know? I, that, I didn't, that I didn't know about. But yeah. that the, I did just receive information that, they've confirmed there won't be a mini doctor who episode for children in need in 2009 so for those who were hoping for one it doesn't look like it's going to happen
8: yeah um that was the title of the of the david Tennant episode they released
1: it at the panel oh yeah. we should have Rich- hit the cloister bell i will have to be in in post <laughs> And we we got a few angry emails over the last couple of weeks about our our spoilers. So
8: okay, can we talk about angry emails for a second? Because me and Janet talked about this on timelines, and I wanted to just bring it up. Gareth, I mean, if if, if this is not a spoiler for season five, but of season three of Torchwood already, you need to crawl out from, go go back under your rock.
0: All right, sp- close bells and. I <laughs> we, got, alert. we got
8: Hurricane who got hate mail about the death of Yanto Jones.
0: We Why? Hate, you
8: have your convention. You have nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. But we had hate mail on the forums. I received emails and one person wrote a poem about how horrible we were that Gareth is dead and that we need to bring him back. And and I, we, we were sitting there scratching our heads like we are in Florida. We put on conventions. We are not – we can't hop a plane to Cardiff and re an ending. Uh, it's just – it, I don't know if you guys received much of the same thing but it just confounded us.
0: Now, thankfully yeah. we haven't been the, the brunt of it. I mean the, we've been seeing it online and it's it's really sad that so many people have taken this t- to um as if they killed Gareth David Lloyd, you know? <laughs> they actually
1: murdered the real actor or something. It's I mean, like it's a character anything... in a Russell T Davies story which means we'll see him in series 4 at some point. You should be applauded for
0: bringing him to the convention so people can see him and see the real person and not not a fictional character.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And a lot of people and a lot of people are
8: sort of taking it as a personal affront. Like they killed the character of Yanto Jones as we hate this specific fan individual and we are going to kill this person just because it's going to hurt and upset them. I mean, personally, <laughs> I think from a from a story standpoint, Children of Earth is quite possibly the best five hours of TV I've seen in years.
0: Yeah, it, it <laughs> and, was compelling to say the least.
8: Yeah, and it and it really proves a point that here we are three weeks after air date in the UK, and people are still getting upset and verbal and emotional about it. That's really really good storytelling. I mean, when when Cal Penn committed suicide on House, people we were lucky if people were still talking about it two days later. Yeah. So, I mean, to, just to show that this is the type of emotional attachment that this show has is really compelling, and they should be applauded on it, because not many dramas can do that these days.
5: Mm. Mm.
1: And, again, it's a science fiction show, and, and Lewis was mentioning before you joined us, anything can happen. Yeah. So Anything. There's Maybe gloves, he regenerated.
8: There's, there's gloves, there's knives, <laughs> there's – anything can happen. But, no, there's actually plenty – Garrett is going to be making the rounds this fall he'll be not only with us he's a guest of brit track at dragon con and he's at new england fan experience yes yeah. so there'll, there'll be plenty of, of chances at very different venues for people to go up and
0: talk he, to him he's and sort of making him. the east coast uh tour there
8: <laughs> yeah and you know he's a he's a great guy. He's completely open for it. When I when he was here back at the end of February, Gareth is one of the most down to earth individuals you will ever get to meet.
0: Yeah, we saw and, him um, just this past February that uh, Ken James and I had, um, at at Galf, Galf, 20. Right? Yeah.
8: Yeah, and just he is not. I know sometimes actors get. Oh, he's a prima donna. He's a this. He's a that. He is genuinely one of the nicest people I have ever met in my entire life. Mm
5: -hmm. And
8: he is going to be a fan favorite for it because he does go out and he has no problems going and sitting in booths and talking to fans and signing autographs. And, you know, the fact that that's probably something that led to that attachment to his character.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely I mean, obviously, he's, he's he's very fan friendly. He's he's goes to not just in the US, but in the UK, he's. Seen at um various signings, and um he makes himself he makes himself mm-hmm. available many times to and gives access to fans so it's a yep. it's a great nod and compliment to him for um being that way yes but but yes, yeah, so that's
8: all the Florida news that I know, and like I said, unless you okay Lewis, you trumped us on Sylvester. I was supposed to give you grief from Janet because you sent the press announcement about Sylvester before we did.
1: Oh, I didn't. Someone did. Oops.
8: <laughs> that was <Yeah>. me. <laughs> so, I would say somebody trumped us because cause she was finishing up the design on the website and then she checked Facebook and Ken, was like
0: Ken gets very trigger happy sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs>
8: hey,
1: it's a it's a very fast world, you know.
8: Yes, um, but that's we're. Th- thanks for that because we were like, oh, now we have to do it because we were trying to wait until MegaCon updated theirs properly. So, and I I will say this though, um, I'm a very. If you go to the MegaCon website, one thing that shocked me is that Sylvester is high up in the billings there as he is. He is right up there with the Buffy and the Twilight people, and which. Normally, for events like that, if there's a guest that is sponsored, he is put down at the end of the mm-hmm. list, which is you know completely fine, completely understandable on any front. but the fact mm-hmm. that on such a mainstream convention like that that does have the charmed the Twilights et cetera that, doc, that, that a classic series doctor is listed right up there with them is really a testament to what what the shows become again. Mm-hmm. So Well, I should let you guys return to your podcast is already in progress.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you taking some time out. We, um, I, I know you are you're away from your computer. We've got you on the phone. And I'm glad you took some time out of your day to uh, join us and give us a report on Hurricane Who Hu and uh, the, the various parties leading up to it. And we appreciate it.
8: Yeah and once again um those tickets are still available there's five for the evening with the doctor and five for the convention launch party just put in the the password podshock as the discount code and there are five tickets for listeners who have never been to one of our events the first to go ahead five and it. the first the, the five, first five. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah we don't just randomly pick five at random just okay. the first five yeah the first five people that go in with it you know the, that gets you, those of, that are quick on the trigger, like Ken, at downloading your pod shots those are people <laughs> that are going to get it.
0: <laughs> and the, well, the website again is Hurricane Who dot com. Hurricane dot com.
8: There, it, yeah, it, it's it's all right there under park, uh, convention tickets and par- hurricane parties. So, once again, thanks for having me, and you guys enjoy the rest of your podcast.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks, so, much. thanks so much. Thanks. Cheers.
3: All right, fantastic. Terrific chap. All of them, indeed.
0: <laughs> no, there's only one Jared Cooper, and we appreciate him taking some time out of his day to join us on that, on our podcast here. And it's been a um, an exciting podcast here with uh, semi live coverage of San Diego Comic Con taking place as we speak right now. There, um, as Ken had reported earlier, they're probably uh, we're soon to uh, enter the Torchwood panel, so we'll hopefully be getting some new um, information, maybe concerning that. And um, we'll keep you posted on that as well. Awesome. So, um, anything else that we want to include in this podcast? I think.
1: No? Well, we're going to come back later on and and talk with Tara. I'm I'm assuming if she if she's able to to make a report, is that?
0: We'll get her reaction and her take on it. You know, um, obviously she filed some live reports. Yeah. After she has some time to digest and comprehend what transpired today, you know, with the Torchwood panel, with Doctor Who panels, maybe, um, you know, hopefully we'll have that as well.
3: I just want to say um, a big thank you to Tara because she's she's been amazing, and uh, uh, I think she's been doing a terrific job for PodShock out in San Diego Comic Con, and uh, just thanks ever so much, Tara. You're awesome. Yeah, thumbs up. It's fantastic rock? job. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Tara, and um, we appreciate it <laughs> to say
1: the least. And I'm sure mm. plenty of the people listening appreciate it as well. It, you know, we, for those of us who can't can't be there in person, having somebody uh, give us firsthand accounts has been been
3: great. Yeah, we definitely owe her several pints at the next uh, uh, <laughs> Gallifrey One, <laughs> Gallifrey well, Twenty One, I should say.
1: <laughs> I've had a thought about this. And we'll let the cat out of the bag for this, and, and get your take on this. Okay. Why don't we try to have a Gallifrey Twenty One PodShock meetup on the Thursday night prior to the convention?
3: That Somewhere sounds like at the a good hotel,
1: plan. either a room party or in the lobby or someplace.
3: Yeah. We can get well, the everybody lobby, there. The it, always a good place, it, but it wouldn't really
1: conflict bad. with the convention itself because it would be the night before, and there's always people hanging out and rolling in early to to get a jump on the convention what do you think about that
3: i think that will be a good plan i'm hoping to get out to la a little bit earlier than i did last time uh hopefully can meet up with some other people before so i'll probably be at the hotel the night before so uh, yeah wh- why why on earth not why on earth not it's a good good idea all
1: right yeah we'll,
3: we'll have
0: been, a we'll have a pre gallery
1: 21 party
0: the night before <laughs> we were discussing this last year as well, as far as putting together
1: something like that. So, yes, but we announced it seven months in advance. If we do it now, <laughs> we could actually <laughs> make something out of it and and get the get the people going about this and, and have people make suggestions and what we can do and how we can do it, and how we can pull it off. You know, well, I'm sure don't have Joshua... to twist people's arm to party at Gallifrey. That part's
0: already covered. Yeah, we, we won't have to twist Joshua's arm on that part. So <laughs> we'll we'll get him oh. on, get him on board on this as well. Mm all right well i think we're gonna um wrap up for now we'll be back later with uh, a report from tara on her um reaction from comic-con
3: indeed cool so cheers everyone
1: james before you leave um the next pod shock shall we do the review of the war games
3: Indeed, I've watched it, uh, and so I guess the DVD's not out yet in the States, but... No, it hasn't. It was just announced. I, I was just going to
0: say, it, was, yeah, it, 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 it hasn't even just, been announced until just um, recently.
3: Yeah, so... Um, I think
0: it's October or November? Or yeah, when? November,
3: along yeah. with yeah. the... It's, uh, it's nice that they've <laughs> kept the cover the same, because uh, it's really nice uh, cover artwork. But anyway, I'll review the DVD. We can review the story, and I'll review the DVD.
1: All right, that'll be in Podshock 158. We can look forward to that. I've, I've watched it as well, and I know Lewis is is watching it incrementally, being at such a long yes.
3: start. Ten parter, bit yeah. of a, a slog. I'm
1: looking forward to it. It's a favorite of mine.
3: Yeah, it's very cool.
1: And we're all we also have probably around the time that we'll record that. That'll be the fourth anniversary of Doctor Who Podshock.
3: Yeah, scary stuff. Four years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 24 yeah. years of Gallifrey Embassy, four
0: years of Dr. Who Parchock. Nothing, um, nothing to sneeze and on. And
1: hundreds it. of years of mayhem. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, then, boys. All right. Well, Cheers. We, take care. Cheers.
0: You have been listening to Dr. Who Parchock by the fan run org, and presented by it's probably going to be the last time I'm saying this for the podcast. Outpost Gallifrey at gallifrey1.com Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Podshock is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Come back next time for another exciting and informative episode of Doctor Who Podshock. You can email us at feedback at podshock.net Doctor Who Podchalk theme music by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com This is Lewis Trapani. You can follow me via Twitter at Twitter.com slash Lewis Trapani. You can follow James on Twitter at Twitter.com slash James Norton. And get this. Wait for it. Wait for it. You can now follow Ken. Yes, you can now follow Ken on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Ken Deep. Follow Tara on Twitter at Twitter.com slash TARDIS underscore Tara. And of course, follow Dr. Who Podshock on Twitter at twitter.com slash podshock. This Art Trap production is brought to you by the Gallifrey Embassy and has been made possible in part by donations from listeners like you. Have you donated today?